Hi, everyone. This is Jennifer Bagnashi with Deep Believer. Today, we have with us two guests. They're a couple who got stuck in the supernatural realm and could not get out. They were plagued by witchcraft. They were plagued by people who were trying to astral project into their homes. This was a living nightmare. And this was because of something that they ushered in. And they're going to share this with you to help you learn and to prevent this happening ever again. Gavin and Sarah Alden Carr, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much really for having us. <laughs> thank you. And thank you for being on. How did you guys get into this mess? Well, first, I know that you guys were both raised up in the church. So start us off there. How did your lives begin? Yeah, so basically myself, I was born and raised in a church. And so were you, Sarah? Yeah. <laughs> yeah so we both were raised in the, um, born and raised in the church. And uh, when we reached our um, age of 15, 16, we started to rebel, started doing our own thing. And uh, over the years, well, when we got together, we um, became an item and we would just regularly attend church just as a traditional thing to do, but we're not really practicing our faith. And that, that went on for many, many years. So you can call us uh, lukewarm Christians or Christian by name. And that's what, what we were for many years. We didn't know about Jesus Christ as such or have a personal relationship with him at all. Um, yeah, same, same as Gavin uh, was born and raised in church. Uh, but unfortunately came to an age where I just wanted to do my own thing. I think that it was almost wanted to know what's on the other side. You know, when you're trying to like, when you're also influenced by other things and then you're just trying to really like stay in lane, but then unfortunately you will you kind of, you know, fall off. So that's basically that, you know, we've had the same, same type of background <laughs> um, in terms of our, our um, faith. Uh, you know, our parents try their very best to, to teach us the way, you know, they've, they've you know, implanted um, Christianity in, in, in us. So it's not like we didn't know. Um, there's a lot of things that we obviously didn't know that we know now, but they gave us the foundation. Now, so when you two say you were lukewarm, what do you mean by lukewarm? Obviously, as I was growing up in the UK, um, I didn't have no guidance. So I was just doing whatever the whole world was doing. Even though I knew it was wrong what I was doing, but I'll just do it anyways. But I didn't really know, I didn't feel that conviction not to sin like that. So when we got together, I mean, for many, many years, we were just lukewarm, meaning that we'll go to church on a Sunday. Me personally, I'll go to church on a Sunday for a blessing and for my children to grow up in the church. But I was not ready to die for myself at all. I was not ready to pick up my cross. I was not ready to try to be like Jesus. I love my sin. I was comfortable with my sin. And no one could tell me otherwise. I was very arrogant um, and prideful as well. And nobody could tell me anything. I, I used to look at, at Christians and be like, I don't really want to be a Jesus freak like these guys. You know, I'm a cool guy. I love my my life and the way I'm living my life. I don't really need Jesus, Jesus in that way. You know, only if I need something from him, I'll come to him. And I'll pray probably now and then. And when things are all right, I'll just go back to my vomit. But then when I was, um, yeah, so I've been in the middle. I knew what, what I was doing was wrong. But I'll just be comfortable with my sin. And that, that went on for many, many years. And I just couldn't, I didn't want to come to Jesus like that. 
for me, it was uh, quite similar, again. <laughs> I do recognise me being lukewarm because although I was calling myself a Christian, I wasn't born again. I didn't accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Saviour. I was Christian by name. I would go to church every Sunday. I wouldn't even hardly open my Bible or pray regularly. Like, I just didn't have a relationship with God the way that, you know, I do now. So definitely, you know, I was definitely lukewarm. I just didn't understand why... Am I even in this faith? Why am I even believing in God? I just, you know, it was just something that I've always done. And so there was just no relationship with God at all whatsoever. So yeah, definitely a lukewarm as well. <laughs> and I'm I'm really glad you two elaborated on that because we hear lukewarm a lot, but there are some people who have no idea what lukewarm means. So it helps them understand and helps them actually self-reflect to wonder, you know, am I on right on the right track with the Lord? So let's fast forward this. Guys, have you ever seen the supernatural before any of this craziness occurred in your lives? Did you ever see any of the supernatural, whether good or bad? The church I grew up in, it was a Seventh-day Adventist church. And there's not a lot of supernatural stuff going on there. They're not really that spiritual. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not having a dig at them at all. You know, mm -hmm. that was my foundation. So they're more into the Bible than reading about the Bible and uh, and praising and hymns and stuff like that so me personally i didn't know nothing about the supernatural i didn't know about the second heaven i didn't know about the third heaven i didn't know about demons i didn't know about spirits I didn't know much about any i didn't know nothing at all i was completely blind when i met sarah we started attending a, a non-denominational church and uh, and they were preaching a lot about supernatural stuff but i've never experienced anything at that time I wasn't really interested in the supernatural stuff. It didn't really, um, it didn't really uh, do anything for me personally. And I was just more of a physical person. But, um, but over the years, I heard a bit about witchcraft here and there, but I didn't know much about it. I didn't, how you, I didn't know how, you used to, how it worked. And I wasn't really even fascinated about these things. It just didn't interest me at all. Yeah. Um, I was um, brought up in the Pentecostal church. So they are very much uh, a spiritual church, I'd say. They, they do believe in, in the, in, you know, in the supernatural. But as a kid, when you sit at the back of the church and, you know, you, you don't really know what's going on. You see people, you know, speaking in tongues and, um, you know, being slain in the spirit and all of that. Um, and, and like I said before, it was just what I was used to. Um, however, I did actually experience something supernatural. Uh, when I was around about 10, I remember being asleep. And, and again, I don't know if I was dreaming or if I was sleeping. I, I don't really remember. But what I could remember is that I was kind of asleep. And then it's almost like I was looking across my room and then there was a figure sitting, you know, at, at the corner of my of my bed. But it felt very peaceful uh, and it was like a very bright, sh like shadow-ish. Almost like a, I wouldn't say cloud, but like a light. And But I knew it was a person that sat on my bed. And it was very much like um, a peaceful, it was a peaceful presence. It was almost like it was a guardian angel. And that's why I called it ever since, because that's, that's how I felt. But like I said, I, I don't know if I was asleep or if I was awake or if I kind of like opened my eyes. 
I really can't tell. So that was a positive, that was a positive experience. The second experience that I had was um, at a youth camp with our church. Um, I was probably around about roughly 12, 12-ish, I think. Uh, we had gone to a camp, a church camp, you know, and the girls would stay separately and the boys would be in a different area. I remember that night where all the girls went to sleep. And then funny enough, in the middle of the night, I woke up and it was almost like something woke me up. And I kind of looked towards like the staircase and, and I saw a black shadow literally standing and watching all of, all of us. Yeah, <laughs> watched all of us. The, the thing, I don't know what it was, but was watching us sleeping. And I got scared. So I thought, oh my gosh, I'm going to go back to sleep. So I literally pulled my duvet, my cover, you know, over me. Because I was like, oh my gosh. I, and I couldn't sleep throughout the night. Then when everybody woke up, everybody was talking about that shadow. All the girls in the room was like, they were like, "Have you? did you see this? Oh, oh my gosh, did you see that shadow over there? It was staring at me like... Literally, but funny enough, all the girls were asleep when I woke up and we all saw that shadow. It's so strange. Yeah, very, very strange. We then went and spoke to um, to the youth leader about it and she kind of prayed and, and made us understand that it was, it was a, a, a demonic presence that was, you know, watching us. And, um, and soon after, because it was really powerful church, I really do miss these people soon after we had a um you know just a time of prayer and worship you know how how the youth do um and and we were proper like praying and that was the very first time I felt God's presence very intense we were just praying some people were crying you know some young youth gave their life I just didn't know I was just like oh that's wonderful but you know and so um and all of a sudden like it's almost like something just exploded and rain just like fall on us so hardly like rain was just pouring on us and it felt like I don't know it just felt so it felt wonderful it felt like it was something God was doing and then we then ran in the in the house and, and that's 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 all I've, I've really experienced but these were the the three supernatural things that I experienced as a child so I, I always somehow believe in the supernatural we're going to fast forward you guys start a family uh, you, you're married, and in 2018, you begin to get swayed by certain things. What happened in your life? Over the years, we were married, but we always had um, issues in our marriage, like many other marriages out there. Yeah, so we, there was always problems and chaos in our house, and I didn't, I didn't really know why we were never getting along as such. Things would be okay for a few weeks, months, and then we'll argue and up and down and back and forth because of all these things which were happening it started to, it, it, it made me start thinking about my religion you know probably I, mean, I was wondering like why are these things happening to me why why do i keep on taking all these losses unemployment financial losses this loss and that loss you know what's going on it, you know and and it was a regular occurrence it, it, it was it was happening all the time it was a pattern, and so it came to a, I came to a conclusion that um, Christianity is not really working for me because I keep on giving my time and my offerings. That the pastor keeps on telling us about it, and uh, I keep on trying my very best to really be a Christian, but I wasn't really trying that hard. But I had many open doors looking back now. But back then, I was thinking 
because I'm going to church and I'm doing what the what the people are telling me, what what, what the pastor is telling me to do at church, things should be better. And so um, things were not making sense. And so at first I thought maybe it's my wife. She'll take the blame. Maybe she doesn't want to give a tithe and offerings. <laughs> and that is why these things are happening to us. But then, or maybe because she doesn't really pray. Because there was times for other years, I would try really hard to be a serious Christian. That'll only last about a few weeks. But then regardless, um, it came to a point which I was like, no, I don't think this is really working for me, Christianity. I've never experienced nothing supernatural. You know, I've heard of Jesus Christ, but I don't really know how can a God come down to earth and be a man. That doesn't really make sense in my mind. Why would God create the devil? It just didn't make sense. It was I was so confused. Again, looking back now, those are the demons lying to me. And uh, so I was like, no, I don't think this is working for me. You know, I've been a Christian my whole life. So I was like, around that time, the devil, he... Um, started to send me information on uh, on 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 the internet about near death experiences reincarnation at that time i didn't even know it was called new age i just i just gained all this knowledge about energies this and that and uh, yeah so the devil was just sending me all these things and and um all, and he was sending me a few people as well at work which were into this this type of stuff already and all of a sudden I was like, wow, this really makes sense, actually. You know, I was I was I was falling falling for the for for the bait. And I was like, oh, I think this really makes sense. It actually brings peace to my mind. And um, I think this is the, the truth. I don't know why Christians are wasting their time going to church and praying. You know, this is the truth, you know, and that's when I started getting myself into uh this knowledge. And at that time I was thinking I was so smart and so clever, and that um you know, I knew it all about life and all these things, what's going on. And, uh, yeah, that's that's when I started going down this rabbit hole, basically, of uh, New Age. And then, um, obviously, being married, I came home and I told my wife, like, I don't really want to go to church no more. So inviting me to go to church on a Sunday. This is what I believe. I believe. And I said, if you want, you can take the children, go to church. I'm happy and I'm comfortable with this um, belief. And this belief is really... You know, it's um, inspiring. It's, I don't really need to think about my sins as much. I can do what I want to do. And, and as long as I have self-love and love myself, I love my neighbor and people around me, I'm all right. And also coming from a Hindu background, because my mom, she was born a Hindu and my dad was a Hindu all his life. Coming from a Hindu background, that was um, that was like, um, in a way, I was going back to my roots. Even my um, my name is a Hindu. Well, they, my name is Gavin. That's the English version. But my real name is uh, Govinda. There is a, a Hindu god. So going back to that, I was like, okay. So then, uh, I mean, I'm actually going back to my roots. That's I was actually born a Hindu. And it makes sense, you know. I don't need Christianity like that. That's just man-made religion, basically. So it was as if the devil was fighting for you. He was fighting yeah. for you. Say, no, you better go on back to where you to where you started off. Wow. And then yeah. Sarah, how did you take him telling you that he was done with Christianity? Um, I was confused. I was a bit like, what? Like he was, because he was more on fire for the faith than I ever was anyways. Um, and the reason is because, because of, of you know, um, the, the his background of being in church, but learning more about the Bible and being introduced of Jesus more than I did because in the Pentecostal church 
you know, it, it's slightly different. It, they will concentrate on the spiritual and very little, you know, Jesus. Yeah. You know, and and so although I I, I believe in the supernatural and I experience spiritual stuff. I didn't know much about the laws of God. I didn't know about the Bible. I didn't know about the stories. I mean, I knew the basic ones, but th there were things that I just didn't know. And so Gavin has, he has always had that foundation, very strong foundation about, you know, the Bible, who God is in a way, even though he doubted it along the way, but it's almost like he had more of the laws of God and I had more of the spiritual side of things. And so um when he told me that I was confused because I was like oh I don't know like that's not like you something must have really like happened for you to you know like come you know just come across this thing and, and believing in it but because I knew a little bit about the spiritual um you know stuff I kind of like got um sucked into it as well because it's almost like I wanted to know more I wanted to know more because I have I was exposed into this obviously in the godly way, but I, I wanted to know more because it was a little bit more like, okay, this is a new knowledge, you know, what is it? And so when he told me that, yes, I, I was quite confused and shocked, but at the same time, I went out of my way and done some research as well. And like what Gavin said, it also kind of like um drew me into this uh back to your roots situation and this is what new age does because it kind of makes you rely on yourself mm -hmm. it's all about self you know um self this and self that and self-care and you know take care of your mind and spirit and body and so it you know it's it kind of brought me into this place where I started to embrace I would say spiritual, um, African spirituality, not not in an intense way, but I was kind of drawn into that because that's basically the roots, you know, that they 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 kind of like um, uh, talk about nowadays, isn't it? You know, your roots back to your roots, and then it's it's all the same thing, you know. New Age is packaged to drag you back into that dark space where your ancestors suffered. Mm -hmm. do you know what I mean? Like your ancestors gone through so much. And, and it's not just, you know, the, the African, um, you know, um, um, American or African Caribbean people, but also the Indian also. And, and that's just based on, on the, the darkness and, and, you know, the dark gods that they used to, um, to worship. So it's all looking back now, it's almost like we were being drawn to this ancestral curse, I'd say, which manifested in the New Age um beliefs so that was the trap of the enemy you know he brought that into our attention and we got to know that knowledge but then ultimately he just wanted us to get drawn back into slavery mm -hmm. which again is the african spirituality the Hinduism, you know like all of that stuff is dark you know and um making us forgetting completely about the faith and and it's not even you know gavin's fault um you know or myself obviously we we both went into this because we wanted to, we wanted peace, right? And and the fact that we just didn't know what we needed to do, we had little knowledge because we were lukewarm. We uh, didn't want to go back to what our parents taught us from the beginning. We just wanted to do our own thing and find our own solutions. And so these ancestral um, curses activated. They were obviously activated before because we had other issues, 
But at that point, they just wanted us to be at that place where our ancestors were. <laughs> you know, they wanted us to be drawn back into that darkness. Bearing in mind that our parents, because my mom, she is probably the first generation of like a proper Christian. Like she, do you know what I mean? She, she was born again and everything. And so was Gavin's uh, mom. So the first generation of, of, of Christians in our family did the work, right? They, they gave their, themselves to Christ. Um, and, and it's almost like the baton was meant to be, you know, passed on to us. But the enemy came because he knew that we were not covered. He knew that we were not praying. He knew that we were not following the laws of God. So he came behind and, you know, like did his little thing to drag us back into what the ancestors used to do. And so thankfully we have mothers that praise, right? We, we have mom that, that really prays. And, and, and I think that throughout the years, that's what kind of helped us without us knowing that we had parents that were praying for us. So this is something for the, the parents, like don't stop praying for your children because the enemy's ultimate goal is to drag us back into slavery. He, he wants us to go back into the uh, pagan uh, worship. He wants us to go back into um, a very dark place. Why? Because things were done in the past that we don't know about. Our ancestors did things, unfortunately. Covenants were made. And if we don't know how to break those things, they will, they will haunt our children. So, you know, when you are privileged to, to be a Christian and, to, and you are introduced to Jesus Christ, don't take it lightly because it's almost like you have been given that key to unlock your lineage. And, and this is the danger with new age. It's almost like it's a trap. But the ultimate goal with new age is to rely on yourself. And this is what, you know, our ancestors used to do. They used to take it on themselves. They wanted to do their own thing. And, and, and that's, the, that's the devil's, you know, <laughs> job to really drag you back there because obviously... He is the father of all lies. And, and that's what he does. He lies to people to drag them away from God, to drag them away from Jesus. So that was the mistake that we we, we done. Um, New Age came to our doorsteps and led us to <laughs> very traumatic time of our lives. And what entered that or what helped enter the traumatic times of your lives was marijuana, because you mentioned to me that marijuana was very accepted and actually promoted in new age. And that's when everything started to happen. So tell us, how did that come about? In my early twenties, I used to smoke a little bit of uh, cannabis, but then that didn't, that didn't last long because obviously it was bad and a drug at that, at that time. But then um, around this time, when I was entering um, New Age, the devil was so crafty, he sent people, a few people on uh, Instagram, and they were um, actually promoting and saying, no, it's actually medicinal, you know, there's nothing wrong with it. And uh, when I done my own research online, it's really, there's, there's a huge market, especially in America and Australia, there's dispensaries, it's legalized now in many countries, and it, and it looks so natural, you know, it's on the ground. And that is the deception and the lie from the enemy. So me being uh, somebody which uh, which is very inquisitive, I was like, okay, I mean, um, well, New Age promotes cannabis smoking. I know in Christianity there's no such thing. So by New Age, it's not really a sin. It's from the it's from the ground. It's godly. And 
in my in my late twenties, I started suffering from anxiety, really bad anxiety. Now looking back, I know it was uh, some a demon that's been tormenting me for many years. But back then, I didn't know about demons or anything uh, supernatural. So so as I was doing, as I was in the new age, um, yeah, it was encouraged to go and um, to smoke cannabis for uh, consciousness, enlightenment, for healing. And so all of a sudden, I'll be buying big stacks of uh, big bags of weed, bring that in, into the home. I don't know <laughs> how Sarah did not. <laughs> all of a sudden, I'm there being, uh, hanging out with dealers, picking up weed in my car. I could have been stopped by the police. I could have been arrested, but I just didn't care. The demons really uh, convinced me it was medicinal and there was nothing wrong with it. Now, looking back now, there's a lot of things wrong with it. It's witchcraft. It's demonic. You should stay away from it, you know, and ask the Holy Spirit to help you. Because uh, that just opens up doors, spiritual doors for demons to come and possess you and control you. And, um, yeah, it's, it's really demonic. It's really bad. It's one of those things when you are in new age, you don't see anything wrong with it. Because, like I was saying earlier on, new ages are all about yourself, this, and self that, and, you know, healing, and, and chakras, and yoga, and, and so they encourage, they encourage it, they, they, they believe it being a tool to help you uh, becoming more conscious, and, and to get yourself aligned with, with, with your spirit man, and, and all of that stuff, and, um, and um, for me personally, the reason why I accepted it is because we went through so much throughout the years. There was a lot of damage. We were just always on edge. The anxiety level was just rising up. There was a lot going on in the home, a lot of arguments. It, it was just chaotic. Like we couldn't just sit down and have a conversation with each other. Like I didn't have time to do anything or even have a conversation with the kids because of the stress level that was literally just taking over. Like my mind was not there. Um, I just couldn't focus. The arguments, especially between us, was just mm. so intense, right? So when New Age came into the whole thing, it you know, it's almost like a fake peace appeared, right? And and then when um, you know, the weed smoking then came into um into play. That was, again, a fake piece. And I was like, oh, my goodness, like, I can't believe everything is okay. Like, we're so calm and, you know, like, so we're so loving to each other. And 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 it, it, it felt like we were just walking on clouds. And do you know what I mean? Like, fantasy land, like, everything was just slow mode and everything beautiful. was just beautiful. And, do you know, like, so, yeah. So when I saw that, I was like, oh, goodness, okay, this is working for me. I didn't want to go to... The doctors because I knew at that stage I was suffering from some type of depression so I'm against um, pills and medication I, I just don't agree with it um, and so I didn't want to go to the doctors and you know and, and I didn't want Gavin to go to the doctors either because I was like I don't want these people to say that we've got some type of like mental illness so we thought that was going to be the, mo the most natural way to deal with with what we were dealing with and it worked. Like at that point, we were like, oh my gosh, yeah, things are going well. I can focus on things. Yeah, you know, like, and then the so more, so many ideas were put into my mind. Oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Okay, I'm going to open that business. I'm going to, oh yeah, let's, like, I just felt like I was leaving again. 
from you know and where we've been all our lives, where we've been all our lives, yeah. And then when we walk up the street, we're just seeing things happening, and then people doing stuff. It, it felt like a movie. It felt like we were living. It was a movie. It's a movie. It was yeah. a movie. We were in this type of thick land, delusional, yeah. And um, and and this is when you know we we, we literally got into the fact that we couldn't live without it. Yeah, the addiction started. The addiction started. Yeah, Just to go back a little bit, now looking back, addiction was always a problem because addiction is a demon. Mm-hmm. Addiction is not a, you know, something that you do. It is a demon that influences you to, to be addicted to something. It could be addicted to social media. It could be addicted to your job. It could be addicted to, to your spouse. It could be addicted to anything. Like if you are using something very like, much every day and you obsess about it that's addiction and unfortunately because that that spirit of addiction was already there and I knew it was there because I was addicted to social media like I would be on social media for hours scrolling down and you know doing the most and and I knew that's when that that spirit of addiction came um and unfortunately because of the weed smoking that was that became an addiction as well so you mentioned also to me that it got so bad that you got stuck in the supernatural realm. So tell us how you began seeing things in a supernatural. Tell us the events, the people that you would see, the, the, the things that these people would say to you that would make you realize, oh my goodness, is this for real? It was, it, it was a bit of a roller coaster slash kind of horror movie for you guys. So tell us what happened there. Yeah. So this um, weed addiction started in uh, 2019. Like Sarah said, initially, um, everything was nice and rosy. Life was beautiful. And, um, yeah, we'll be smoking uh, all the time. But in the beginning, it was was all right. Nothing, we didn't really experience anything supernatural like that. Things were nice and calm in the house. And, um, yeah, so at the beginning, it was all right. Around... June 2020, all of a sudden, we started getting these attacks. Again, at that moment in time, we didn't know it was attacks. Mm. So there was a shift in um, in our lives. Mm. And all of a sudden, um, I had to leave the family home and go to our rental property to uh, to look after the house because it's, it's in a really bad area. And I was scared they're going to break in and rob the house because my tenants just decided to leave because it was Corona time. And, uh, but again, looking back now, there was a curse on in the house. Somebody costed uh, a, a spell, curse, hex, whatever you want to call it. And uh, which made those tenants just one day just decide to leave. And funny enough, they were only there for a year. And when they, before they moved, they said, we want to stay in this house for five years, you know, and then we're going to make all our monies and go back to our own country. So they really done the house so nice. They built yeah. a lot of stuff there. They really invest a lot of time, energy, and made the house really nice. Before he goes into it, I just wanted to add something. When the tenants, you know, got up and left, it was very sudden because it's almost like, okay, if it was because of the rent, maybe just have a little chat with us. We well, understand. We understand it, it. You know, it's the pandemic. They're not horrible. We're not going to kick you out. Do you know what I mean? We are like we're all in the same boat. So that wasn't even that wasn't even done. Like they didn't even like approach us and say, okay, we can't pay this, we can't do that. They literally packed up and left. And funny enough, off the year, they wanted to come back again. Yeah. And we're like, huh? How does that work? You just 
yeah. you packed up and you left. Yeah. Now after a year you want to come back. Exactly. That's when we knew it was definitely a, a, a witchcraft spell yeah. on the house. Yeah. So so when they left, I told Sarah, um, it's best I go and stay in the house because um we were fearful they're gonna break in because abandoned houses, you know, mm. things happen, especially in the in the in those areas. Yeah, so as soon as I, as soon as I stepped inside the house and I slept there, the next day when I woke up, I saw all the windows open, the back door was open. It was like something was something activating the house. Mm. And I was like, that's strange. I know I was smoking, but I wasn't I, st- I still knew what was going on. So what was happening? What 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 came through here? It looked like like a massive tornado came through the house. Mm-hmm. Open up all the windows, all the doors, and everything was just, uh, like all over the place. And as soon as that happened, uh, looking back now, that's when this witchcraft spell activated, mm-hmm. and it was some type of insanity spell, mm-hmm. which um, unfortunately hit me because I wasn't covered by the blood of Jesus. And that's when everything went from from bad to worse. That's when the attacks started. That's when demons came into me. And start making me go places, see uh, see different people, people which I have avoided over the years. I will all of a sudden be hanging out with these dealers and his friends, and they, they don't even work. They're not even productive members of society. They're just drug dealers, and you know that type of lifestyle. I'll be hanging out with them. I would refuse coming back to the family home and being with my wife and my children. I would, uh, I would uh, it came to a point which I didn't want to go to work anymore. Just wanted to be smoking drugs all the time and hanging out and not doing nothing productive. Yeah, so the demons were taking me different places. Looking back now, all that time I was in the spiritual realm illegally because of the drugs. And obviously as I'm there all the time, 24-7, whoever does any type of sorcery, they will see you there. Mm-hmm. And if they're if they, if given the, the opportunity, they'll try to uh, trap your soul. Yeah. And that, that, that's what happened to me at, at one point. So I'll be driving around. I'll go to different places. People will just will be attacking me for no reason. We'll try to gain my confidence and my trust. They will see uh, my third eye shining, all in the spiritual, obviously. Physically, you can't see it like that. And, uh, and these sorcerers, they're, they're everywhere, basically. And they will just see an opportunity to take advantage and to, to rob my soul, basically. And uh, and do their wickedness and uh, and these attacks were constantly every single day. It came to a point, even though I did not believe in Jesus Christ like that, I just took a Bible and I put uh, I know and I I placed it on my dashboard in the car so that people would just leave me alone and stop attacking me. That it became that bad. These attacks would not stop him. And then um, at times I would come back to the family home where Sarah will be there, and uh, there'll be uh, the demons will be making us argue with each other. There'll be trouble in the house at night, about two or three in the morning. I could literally f- feel the demons coming inside the house at that time because I couldn't sleep. It came to a point which I was I was so possessed by demons that I could not sleep at all at night. No matter how much weed I was, I'll be smoking. I just could not sleep. I'll stay awake for the night, and then um, the demons will come in and torment us, make us argue. The police will be called. They'll come to the house. They'll arrest me take me away so much chaos so much chaos that happened every single day so i want to go back to the apartment not the apartment i'm sorry the house your rental property mm-hmm. were you sleeping there overnight when you noticed all the drawers and cabinets open and windows yeah that's right um the first night actually when i woke up in the morning 
Yeah, it looked like there was a tornado in the house. And I, and I found that very strange. I was like, that's not normal. Because I've always been very careful. I, I, it's a habit of mine. I always check all the doors and the windows before I go to sleep. I'm not the type of person just sleep with doors open and all like that. And uh, yeah, that was the first time. That was the first in, uh, incident which I knew something was not right here. But again, I didn't know. I didn't have no spiritual knowledge or even know about demons or, or what was going on. So I just put it to the back of my mind, basically, and just thought, okay, maybe, I don't know, maybe I did forget probably, I, I don't know. This makes, and I'm sure people watching, when, when you say when you woke up, you came downstairs and everything was open, your doors, your windows, cabinets, all that stuff, it brings us back to that movie, the horror movie, The Sixth Sense. I don't know if it was horror or whatever it was, but it mm. reminds us of The Sixth Sense and it makes you realize, okay, this is something of the diabolical. Um, yeah. Now, I know you mentioned that a spell was put on the house. Do you know or do you have an do you have a hunch of who could have put a spell on the house? Do you think it was the previous owners or do you think someone put a spell on the house and maybe that's why they left? Well, obviously it's been two years since all this happened. So myself and Sarah, we've spoken and we tried to and the Lord did reveal okay. to us. Yeah. Over the years, people have been attacking us as a marriage, as a couple, and they've been attacking us. There's there's been a lot of jealousy amongst our friends and our family. And uh, by that particular, so over the years, uh, even our next door neighbor, um, our next door neighbor in the previous, in that rental property, she was a witch as well. So yeah, but that's another story. But looking back at um, what was happening, uh, do you want to elaborate on that possibly? Just to go back a couple of steps. We know, um, not even think, we know at mm. this stage that um, previously, because that, that home, we used to live in, in that home before. Um, and then we obviously left and, and moved elsewhere. Um, so that home was one of the places where we experienced a lot of like a, a lot of chaos. Mm-hmm. We know because the Holy Spirit revealed it to us that people been targeting us and attacking us because we were quite young. We used to like let anybody at home. You know, I used to also um, do people's hair like I used to braid and and do stuff so I would let people into my home I I would you know hold a lot of gatherings people would come in and out in our homes without really you know us knowing the spiritual you know implication of it and so we've always been targeted we believe and we know that people done things to us throughout the years to split us up Um, and and again it's the home it is the home that they attack you know, they will send spells and, and cast curses to a home because they like to break homes and families. So we know for a fact that that home was already full of curses. And, you know, people that do those things, they, they have to renew it. They have to renew it. Um, it it's, it's, it's an agreement. It's a covenant that they've done that they haven't even realized. And so every other season, every other, you know, um, time like every other season throughout the year things would happen very intensely especially especially around that time around that june time things have always gone wrong for us in our in our home in our family even like even though we were not in that particular property but things would always go weird like june from june time so we know we knew that it's somebody or people that knew us from get-go and so, you know, when when Gavin had gone back to the property to, to keep an eye on it, that thing came because something activated in the spiritual realm or somebody went and renewed something. 
Prior to that, though, um, because I was doing a lot of work on social media, I was in contact with somebody who was meant to send me a parcel of um, some um, gears and tech, like you know, technical stuff that I needed for filming. And um, and and I didn't want to give that person the actual address that we were leaving at. So I gave them the rental property address because I thought to myself, I'm not going to give you my address, right? As soon as I gave that address out to that person, they disappeared, disappeared, vanished from the earth. Phone numbers off, can't get hold of the person, literally just disappeared. And I thought to myself, because I, I did a video, um, I did a video with this person because I was into modeling. I was into um you know, like filming. I also got into a pageant. Um, and and so I, I won a title. So there was a lot of filming, a lot of social media stuff going on, right? And so I was just on there. Like, yeah, I was getting in touch with videographers and everything. And that particular person wanted me to have something to use with my iPhone. I don't even know what it, it was meant to be. So they were like, yeah, we'll send, I'll send that to you because I've got, you know, I've got it, whatever. And I thought, okay, cool. And yeah, gave that address. And that was around the same time that the tenant left and Gavin went to the property. That was around the same time. Mm. And the person vanished. That couldn't get a hold of the person. There was a video that I wanted them to do. They literally took some footages of me and then couldn't get hold of them. It, it was just strange, right? But, I, you know, I, I just thought to myself, okay, whatever, I'll just move on. So yeah, that happened. So, you know, God revealed to me that something happened with that situation. Don't know if they wanted to cast something on my house or, you know, there, there was, there was, a, there is a possibility that, that that particular person wanted to do something or did something spiritually to hinder my family, to hinder me. I don't know. Also, um, the same time when Gavin went to the property, and decided to go because I was like, there's no need for you to go. We can just, you know, figure it out or maybe just call somebody to just block the, the window so that no one can have access. There's, 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 there's options, right? But he just wanted to go. Like nothing would change his mind. I'm going to go to that property. Like literally next day, boom, just went. At the same time, because our office stayed home, my mind literally is almost like I, it's almost like I was I just hit like a, um, a a wall. It's almost like I was lo like losing my mind or focus. Like my mind just went blank and I knew something was not right. Because over the years, you've always looked up for me and I looked up for you. Yeah. And uh, if you were someone at, at that point, you would be like, no, no, you're not going nowhere. Just yeah. stay here. Yeah. We'll do this, this and that. And then I'm like, okay, that's fine. Yeah. But you just didn't care. Yeah. yeah. I just thought, okay. Like I, I was just away with the fairies. And, and and I was not even like, because I, I, I wasn't smoking as much, but it's almost like I, I was just away with the fairies, like at that time, because I was thinking, okay, because most of the time I'll get something done, but I will never finish it. But that time it, it was more, it, it was, it was more like a bang, like my head just, I just saw stars, blackness. It was just weird. And I knew, I know now <laughs> that something activated in the spiritual realm something went down like whatever they did or whatever they were trying to do and I'm going to say there because I, I'm 100% sure that it wasn't just the one curse it was just many at the same time it was the person that was meant to send me that parcel 
disappeared. There are people from our past, there are family members that's always been, you know, against, against us. We are 100% sure that during that time, it was basically curse activating time or curse renewal time. And, 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 and that basically came, you know, it, it came to pass, it, it, it activated itself, that covenant came to life, that whatever altar that they were, um, um, you know, hiring those demons to go and, and you know, torment us, whatever they were doing, whatever rituals they were doing, it happened at that time. And this was, like Gavin said, it was, this was to drive us mad. It was one of those ones that okay, I'm gonna finish you now. That's yes, basically yeah. that's that's basically what it was. It wasn't like oh, I'm gonna send that you know that evil spirit to go and torment them. Yeah. I yeah. want them to be destroyed. So yeah, it, 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 God did reveal to us throughout. You know, obviously it's been uh, two years now, but God revealed to us through dreams, through these people were, you know, confirmation. Gavin will have the revelation. I'll have it as well. It's almost like, okay, God is telling us. But throughout this time of us knowing who they are, it, it is a good thing for us to know who they are because we have to forgive. Yeah. Because the, so, the same people that did the things that they did were the, first, were the same people that we suspected even way before we even knew that was happening. You know, they, they were in our lives, but then they were not in our lives. You know, like there was always this little thing going on. Um, but ultimately, myself and Gavin, we, we put ourselves in this situation. We opened our homes to people. We put our lives on social media. We didn't pray. We didn't do any of that. So we put ourselves out there for the enemy to come and, yeah. you know, devour us. And, and like the word says, the, the, you know, the devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And that's what he did. That's what he was trying to do. Um, but we allowed that to happen, unfortunately, because we were ignorant. We were doing things we were not supposed to be doing, you know. Um, and, um, and yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the, cur the curse, the, the big, massive curse was activated at that time. And for oh. us, that was basically destroying, destroying time. <laughs> And the fact that we obviously were also smoking and all is in a spiritual realm, that made it easier for them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. really and I want you guys yeah. to elaborate on always in the spiritual realm, because I know Gavin, you mentioned how you were walking down the street one day and some man said, I can see you through my third eye or I can see your third eye. And then you begin to elaborate on how you just both of you could not get out of this where everyone was seeing you all the mm -hmm. witches and warlocks were seeing you in your spiritual realm and you couldn't escape it so could you just break down for the audience how that even happens or how that happened and and just elaborate yeah. on it yeah so um again cannabis is a drug it's a mind altering drug like like other drugs out there and um any type of drug basically at that moment in time, your soul goes to the spiritual realm. That's why, the, um, which is the second heaven. At that point, when you're in the spiritual realm, you're there illegally. The legal way is by fasting and praying. That's where you go there and you fight against demons and the attacks, intercede. Yeah. But now, when you do any type of drug, it just pushes you further into the into the spiritual realm. But it's it's illegal, and that's where the fallen angels are there. That's where the demons are there. That's where there's a lot of sorcery going on there. That's where they change your destinies. Mm -hmm. They steal your stars. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, so a lot of things go, um, happens in the spiritual realm. 
So in this particular situation, uh, the demons took me to another city. Well, Sarah told me to go to the shop and buy something. I was like, okay, cool. I'll go there. I took my daughter with me. But then somebody told me, like, go to this other city. Yeah, just go there. I used to work there, but um, I didn't have I didn't have no reason to go there that, that day. But I was like, all right, then maybe I should just go show my, my daughter how it looks like. Because um, she likes a few things from um, a few particular Portuguese food and all that. So when I was um, when I got there, I was walking up and down the, the the main road, looking for a cap. I used to frequent sometimes when I used to work in, in that city a few years ago, and um, so we 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 managed to find the calf the cafe. So I went in there, I ordered my food, we sat down, then I went outside because at that moment I, I wanted a cigarette. So I must have asked somebody, an Englishman. I was like, oh, have you got a spare cigarette for me? And he goes up to me, I've been waiting for you. And I was like, hmm? who's this guy? Who are you? And he's like, oh, I knew you in the area. And I was like, who is this guy? I don't know this guy. And he's like, I can help you. So at that moment in time, he was pretending to be some type of healer. How do you know me? And it's like, oh, I know everything about you. I saw your third eye shining as, as you're walking up and down the main road. Like third eye again that time I didn't even know what third eye was but now looking back he was seeing me in the spiritual realm because that's where I was all the time so as I was there as I was in the spiritual realm all the time from always getting high people normal people in the physical if they practice witchcraft they can see you there and so he and then he had a familiar spirit obviously that time I didn't know and the familiar spirit was telling him everything about me and he told me about my roots told me about my um my origin and uh, he was coming across as a healer just it's to pay my trust teller, it was a fortune teller that's yeah. right yeah and, and a thief as well um <laughs> so he wanted to steal like, my car but he was all it wasn't all like oh just give me your car and all that he was just speaking in riddles basically mm -hmm. gaining my trust but around that time i knew i needed supernatural help and I, and around that time i reached out to a pastor which he did pray for me, but didn't give me a lot of spiritual knowledge. And because I was so desperate, I was just, I just needed help at that time because I was, I was being tormented day and night uh, by demons because I was always, always in the spiritual realm at that time. And uh, yeah, so that was uh, another experience. And uh, so he managed to get my trust and he, um, he asked me to book him a hotel, which I did so that he could do a few of his healing work. And um, and he was a homeless guy as well. So, but I was so desperate, you know. I was like, all right, then fine. I'll just help this homeless guy because I mean, looks like he knows. Uh, I believe. Well, he gained my trust. I believe he can help me, and he can heal me from whatever is happening. But funny enough, he was also dropping a few Christianity stuff in there as well, which was really confusing. And I'm like, why is this guy? Is he a healer? Is he? And an ex-Christian is he a fortune? So why is he? What I mean, but he's like, oh, I can help you. So um, so I managed to book him a hotel, and I went there. He started doing. It was myself, Sarah, and him. It was late at night as well. So he must have. I don't know. I think he must have held my mouth or something like that. Tried to do some type of ritual. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, he just put another demon in me. I didn't know at that moment in time, but the next day there was like a yellow mark on my chest. Mm. And I was like, that's a bit unusual. And as soon as he done that, I even became worse. I just wanted to steal cars all of a sudden because he used to like cars. 
So, so and he was never like a car lover. He yeah, like cars or like he he was just happy with whatever car we got. Yeah. So all of a sudden, I just wanted to steal cars. Yeah. And um, basically, uh, long story short, he just wanted to use me for to get to work for him basically to like to to steal cars and do loads of crimes and also do spiritual work as well. And then around that time, I mean, it was late at night as well, so. I decided to just sleep at the at the hotel with he'll be on the bed and I slept on the sofa and Sarah went home and um, in the middle of the night I felt a very strong presence on my left and so I woke up and I looked to my left and I saw a big a creepy shadowy figure a black shadowy figure a very scary figure over there and then I looked at him and he was on the bed and I was like what is this you know but then you know I was just you know what Hopefully, if this thing decides to attack me, he will help me because he looks like he's a spiritual guy. I don't even know what this is next to on my left. But that presence just stayed there all night long. And it was just, it didn't, I couldn't see the facial features or anything. It was just a tall, dark, uh, shadowy figure, creepy and scary. And in the morning when I woke, when, I, when, when, when we woke up, um, I asked him, what, what was that? How did, I was like, I was confused. Like, How did you come out of there? What was that? He's like, he looked at me he's like, you see, that's one of my powers. I'm, a, I'm the devil. The devil is a man. And uh, if you don't obey me and do what I tell you to do, you can see what I can do. I was like, gosh, wow, what did I get myself into, you know? I thought you were a healer. And you meant to heal me and, and help me. But now looking back now, that was his familiar spirit, which helps him through his magic and tells him information. And uh, yeah, so that was his familiar spirit. And it was a, a massive demon. And so demons are real. I've seen one with my own two eyes. I've been possessed by many of them. They are real, you know. And um, yeah, that was a scary experience. Is that the guy who astral projected into your room? No, no, no. That was, yeah, that was a, another person. That was, that was somebody I met just randomly. But the astral projector, he was actually my friend. Do you want me to tell you about that? Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah, so around that time, I was just acting erratically driving the car up and down. I had loads of uh, these drug dealers in my car and these drug addicts. And they used and uh, they used our rental property as a trap house. Mm. They just moved in there. At first, I was trying to help them, but they saw they used that as a weakness. They just moved in there. They started trashing the place. Just had drugs. They were selling drugs. And I was out of my mind at that time as well. I was on sound mind. And uh, yeah, it was just chaos. At that time, I didn't care about my wife or my children or anything like that. I just wanted to get high and just be a waste guy, basically. And um, yeah, so funny enough, you know, these demons had their work. They, um, they're very intelligent. They, um, the devil was orchestrating the whole thing, basically. Mm-hmm. And he'll use open vessels and demons. And so it's like it's like a organized crime, basically. Yeah. But yeah. organized spiritual crime. So yeah. they're all have little inputs mm-hmm. you know it's just it's it's fascinating how they work but they all work together yeah. to destroy you so um yeah so around that time um one of the guys like oh let's just go to um let's go to london because we don't live in london we live outside of london so let's go to london for the day and i was like yeah all right then i mean if you want to go to london yeah let's go there i used to live there before so i kind of know a few parts in london and uh so yeah we went there for the day and um, all of a sudden, something told me, oh, go see this childhood friend of mine. But funny enough, 
the last time I saw him was in 2015, and I, and the way he received me with his uh, with his family, I was not really happy with that. So I, I told Sarah that'll be the last time I, I ever go and see him. I don't really want nothing to do with him because I can see the jealousy in, in their eyes and the attitude, and I don't want nothing to do with them. Funny enough, this time was a bit different. So the demons convinced me to go and see him. He was a childhood friend of mine. We used to go to the church together when we were young. And I used to live at his house for a while when I first came to this country. So I always felt obliged over the years just to go, go there and say hi now and then, just to see, just to catch up, basically. I've always been a tough person, just to be grateful. So when I got there, I, uh, he opened the door and instantly I knew there was, not, there was something not right. I just knew there was not, something not right about him. Again, I didn't know he was, he was into witchcraft or anything like that because I've seen him over the years many times. But it looks, it looks like um, wicked and more wicked over the years. And now, before he used to do a lot of street crime, but now he's doing a lot of spiritual crime. And so I'm assuming the Holy Spirit must have uh, put them must be that the, 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 the situation here is not right, basically. But um, well, I hanged out there for a few hours, and then, um, then, I, then I ended up staying in London for a, a few days, and I was uh, basically assisting him you know, because he's into videography and all these things, so like, and music. So as a, I was assisting him, giving him a lift here and there. But all this was a setup. Basically, he was trying to get me on my own. But the Lord was so good, and you know, he always had people to come with me, basically. So I always had somebody with me. But his intention was to get me alone, because he had his whole network of friends and his family and they're all into sorcery. I didn't know that looking back now. But yeah, at that time, I didn't know that. But he had his whole gang of friends and family, which are into sorcery. And they steal people's destinies and souls. And they do a lot of wickedness. I didn't know that at that time. So all, uh, so he was, he, was, he was trying to, he was setting me up, basically. But the Lord was always with me, guiding me. I forgot to mention that he wasn't surprised when he came. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't surprised at all. He wasn't surprised when, when he opened the door. He was expecting me to come. And as I've ever, I really analyzed him and all the conversations I had with him and his, his family he's and all that, he's been studying me over the years. And, mm. and around that time, his mother was already was already in touch with me. And and there, it was all a setup, basically. Mm. But then God has always, always had his hand over me and the angels were always around me. So he didn't manage to do what he wanted to do at that moment in time. Mm. And uh, so then after I decided to come back home, when I came back home to the no, family home, fast. <laughs> am I? Yeah. Oh. Basically, when this was happening, because um, at that point, I didn't know what, what he was doing. I didn't know where he was. And also, I was, again, away with the fairies, trying to figure out what to do, <laughs> confused, you know, um, I was also, because obviously in new age, there's this thing called twin flames. And I was thinking maybe it's a twin flame situation where he's a runner and, and I'm the chaser and I need to let him do his thing. I need to do my healing before the twin flame comes together. So basically twin flame is a, it's something that the new ages believe in when it comes to a divine connection or a, a couple that is uh, meant to be on this earth to do greatness and to do light work. Um, they believe, obviously in the universe, they believe that when you meet with your twin flame in this current life, because basically in new, new age, they don't believe in heaven and they don't believe in hell. They believe that when God, the creator, that they 
to be honest with you, they don't even acknowledge, right? They believe that when God, the creator, created souls, your soul split in two. The soul, sorry, would split in two. And, and, and the reason why this happened is because when these two souls now go um, and, and are sent on earth and they have to meet, but because they go through a, a lot throughout their childhood, um, the only way for them to be together and, and, and uh, create this amazing divine connection, they have to both heal because twin flames are apparently brought to this earth to do light work. And so it's almost like you need to experience some type of like difficulties or, you you, you know, it's almost like a twin flame, you know, had a really rough childhood, things like that, or, you know, um, experienced a lot of bad stuff. So it's almost like these people have to heal first before getting together. And because they are twin flames, it's fire in new age. So you always bump heads. So the only way for that flame to merge it, you have to be whole. You have to be pure. You you have to be. You need to be. You have to be whole and pure. And the only way you can do that is through self healing and yoga and healing and all of that stuff. Chakra balancing. That is where it all comes. Like that's why they encourage you to do it. And and basically, I was so desperate, and I was thinking, okay, I love my husband, and 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 I know that God put us on this earth, you know, to do great work. Not even God, but the universe. Like back then it was all the universe, right? The universe mm -hmm. put us together to do great work because we wanted to do light work. We had gone through so much and we feel so like, do you know what I mean? So I thought this time was the, the, the separation. They call it the, they call it the separation um, night, dark night or something like that. Basically it's a season where you need to get ready because you are going to basically be united to your twin flame. So, so I got so stuck in, sucked into that lie, right? So I was just there, you know, like thinking that, okay, maybe if I meditate and I will help him and because obviously we are one soul. So, you know, like I, I was just like trying to figure out exactly what I need to do. And again, demons were lying to me. Spirit guys were lying to me because they're all demons. <laughs> and, and, and yeah, so that's what, that's what a twin flame is. So during that time, I was again away with the fairies, like I was saying, trying to figure out what I needed to do to, to, to get my twin flame to come back home so we can live this happy, beautiful life and do amazing light work for the universe. It just sounds so, so, so silly now. But um, <laughs> so, yeah, during that time that, that, that was happening and, and, and I was calling him. I remember calling him. And at that time, he was in that area where the friend dragged him or the demons dragged him. So he was he was in danger. He was in spiritual danger. And so I called him and then the person answered the phone, his phone, the, the friend, the ex-friend answered his phone. And I'm like, where, where is Gavin? What's going on? Is he all right? Because I was worried because somebody had texted me saying, there's something going on. You need to really check up on your husband. Like something is happening. And so I was worried. I, I called. And, and also the person that texted me said to me, like, he hasn't ate for a few days. He hasn't slept for a few days. Like something is going wrong, Sarah. You need to like check up on him. Call, call his phone. Now the friend answers the phone, but he's very much like, I'm like, okay, where is Gavin? And he's very much like, yeah, he's all right. Don't worry. He's fine. You know, we, we'll look after him. And I said, how long is he going to be there? Like, is he going to come back home? And then the friend was like, well, I don't know, honey. It might be a year, two years. 
I don't know. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. But he he's in safe hand. Do not worry. Well, he, well he's what? a family. That's so crazy. A year yeah. or two. He has a wife yeah. and children. That's nuts. I know. So I was thinking to myself, I was away with the fairies, yeah. But I was just like, something just literally said, no, like, stop. there's something wrong. Like, you need to... You need to like figure out what's going on. You need to try to make a way for him to come back home because the way this guy sounded, he was very comfortable with that, with that situation. He was very much like he knew what he was doing. He even mentioned to me that his mom um, does healing and and help people with, with mental illness and he's in good hands. I'm thinking he's like miles away. He's got a family home. What are you talking about? Can I, like, can I, speak to him can I and it, it, he sounded so comfortable very much like okay it, it, the plan is going well don't worry also while this was happening I then was doing my laundry with my daughter this is when I knew the Holy Spirit was looking out for us and the reason why he was looking out for us is because we have praying moms right so the Holy Spirit was still you know like still trying to help I was watching a video with my daughter and then we were doing our laundry. I was trying to stay calm. And then I, I knew that someone was, uh, someone told me that he was making his way home. So I was a little bit calmer. And all of a sudden, you know, like on YouTube, you come up like with random ads most of the time. But for some strange reason, a song came up. So we were watching something, the ad section came, but instead of it being just a standard ad, it was a song. It was, it was a music video a brand new music video that just came out literally a couple of days before. So that was being promoted. I was listening to the song and I was like, I, I was confused because the song mentioned his birth country. What's his birth his, country? Um, a Mozambique. Mozambique. A Mozambique, okay. Yes, Mozambique is not known in the UK. Nobody knows about Mozambique. There is literally, there isn't much of a community here. Not many. Not many, you know. And I was like, what? But I heard the song and I was like, this is, the, the, the beat is nice, you know? Like I was starting to dance of it. I was like, but I, I was confused. I was like, oh, I think that Gavin will love this song, Mozambique. And this is UK trap, they call it, or UK rap. What was it? Rap or trap? Yeah, drill. Yeah, drill. You know those, yeah. So it was catchy. It was catchy. And then, you know, we were like, oh, that's nice. You know, like, okay. But I was confused. I was thinking, well, hold on a second. So I don't know nothing about rap or, you know, like I don't understand what they say. The only thing that I recognized was <laughs> Mozambique. And and but looking at the video, it was very, very dark. You know how, how it is in the music videos. It was very dark. And I was like, okay, I think I'm going to show this to Gavin. That might cheer him up. When he comes, I'll, I'll show him because I'm so confused. Like UK, Mozambique, trap, music, what? Like it didn't make any sense. It's almost like I came up a a um I came up a a song or a music video that spoke about my island. Like nobody knows about my island. Guadeloupe is a French Caribbean island. No one knows about it. That's how it felt. It was so unusual. Like he's been in this country for years and he's never heard or met anybody that rep the UK alongside Mozambique. Anyways, Gavin managed to come home safe. He was drained, tired. You could tell that, you know, we were both stuck in the spiritual realm, like no doubt. 
everything we were doing, everything, anywhere we were going, we would experience stuff. People would stare at us and it's almost like you, you can see through them. You can see the demon through them looking at you or give you that evil look. There was a time I even went to a shop to do my, uh, some, some shopping and um, this person came to me and I was not, at that time I was not smoking anymore because I felt like I just couldn't handle it anymore. I, I just needed to kind of stop it. I would probably have it like now and then, but I wasn't like smoking all the time. This woman came towards me. The way she looked at me was almost like she was speaking to my spirit man or to my soul. Like she came in and boom like that. And then she came back and boom. Like it, it just felt weird. Like I knew that I was stuck in the spiritual realm. Being stuck in the spiritual realm is a different ball game. Is nothing physical. It's almost like you are a human being walking around the spiritual realm, but you're still on earth. That's how it feels. And I knew, oh my God, okay, I, I can't get rid of this feeling. I can't go back to earth. Like I just can't. And then it came to a point that I got so used to it. And I I, I said, okay, maybe it's just our spiritual eyes that's open now. It's, maybe that's what you call the awakening. You know, because obviously in new age, they, they talk about the awakening, the great awakening. And so I thought, okay, maybe this is what it's supposed to feel like. Maybe we are awake and we now, you know, our spiritual being having a physical experience. That's how it felt. What happened after that? Yeah. So going back to the sound, to the, to the song. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, um, so going back to the rap song, I mean, looking back now with uh, time to analyze and to understand what was going on. So this guy, um, he's in he's into music, and obviously we all know that the world in music is demonic. Yeah. It's demons attached to the music and the melodies and the beats, yeah. and even the artists themselves they do a lot of sorcery to get ahead there, yeah. ahead, in, and they get all the financial blessings and the demonic blessings and to uh, to get big. So he he's connected to all these other people. You know, and he knows them all, and they all they, they all do it, and that's what that's how they get ahead in in the in the music industry. So it looks like, um, well, looking back now, it looks like they wanted my soul basically to do some type of exchange to steal my star and my destiny, so they can get ahead in their careers basically. Yeah. Because the way things were happening, the the way that the, the devil was using people just to destroy me, well, us as a family. And to rob my soul, it was just you know because these people don't even know each other like that. It's the way it was it was orchestrated. Yeah. So by the time I got back to the family home, everything started making making sense. When my yeah. wife told me she she brought me, brought me uh, up to speed of what was happening, and she told me about the song, and I was like, oh, that same song. The guys in London they were singing the same song. So yeah. what is going on? And that song came out a few days. Literally. The song came out when he was away in that in that friend's house. That's when that song came out. And then when he, he heard it, he was because he knows he he understands the trap and the rap. I don't understand what they say. Right. Mm -hmm. And then he's starting to listen to it. And then he was listening to it. And oh, my gosh, everything's starting to click. He was listening to the words and what they were saying. And 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 we understood what was happening. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So it was all like a spiritual setup, basically. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if they contrasted each other, this main artist contrasted him, but it was all a setup, you know, in this music industry mm -hmm. just to rob my soul. Yeah. So when I found out what was happening, obviously at that time, I was a bit immature, but I started um, provoking the guy. 
and I started, um, I went on Facebook. I saw, because I know the guy, he knows me, I know him. We both, we, we used to be uh, childhood friends. We were not, we were never close friends as we grew up. I went into my life, he just became a criminal or whatever. But I know him and he knows me, so I know his secrets and I know about him. So I started like antagonizing him and uh, provoking him. I started posting the school he went to and and uh, just winding him up, basically. I believe they, they must have been, they were watching my my social medias at that moment in time. So they saw the post coming through. What's the spiritual fight? But Gavin was fighting it physically. Physically, because I didn't understand the spiritual rules. I didn't understand the spiritual realm like that. It was all new to me. Sarah, <laughs> yeah, but you knew more than me because at least you knew how to It was making sense. When, when the song came up and then Gavin was like telling me about what was happening when he was away, everything kind of made sense and mm -hmm. every all the stories that we used to hear you know about the supernatural everything was making sense uh, we understood that okay this was a spiritual setup mm -hmm. we understood that when he went home to the other property that was a spiritual setup we understood that you know the the the, the person that was meant to send me the package that was a spiritual setup there, there was some something was happening in the spiritual realm just to basically destroy us destroy us well, Gavin, so, uh, how did you end up even escaping that friend's house or leaving his house? Uh, funny enough, um, the, the the dealer I was with, he wasn't comfortable around this guy because he didn't know him. And, he was, and like, he was the one that messaged me because, yeah, he yeah. was the one that messaged me to tell me, Sarah, you need to check up on, on, on Gavin because we're here and something weird is happening. So basically, um, yeah, so how the Lord will even use your enemies to help you. Because yeah. even though he was, he had his own agenda because obviously he... And his family were trying to destroy us as well. Oh gosh, that's another story. But because um, he was, the devil will use vessels. That's why he uses people and demons. Yeah. So even though he, uh, his family were trying to steal my star and my destiny and destroy the family, God still used him to assist me in that time, and which I'll, I'll forever be grateful to him. So I can't <laughs> dislike him that much. But um, so um, so yeah, so he he so Sarah told him like, can you just make sure. You guys come home now and all that, and and he told he told me, and at that moment in time, I didn't have no control of my mind. So, if if anybody just told me anything, I would just have done it. So we just jumped in the car, and we managed to escape. But then, as I was driving, everything started making sense. What was going on? Mm -hmm. Then we, that's when the penny dropped. And then when I got home, Sarah updated me on what was happening. So we put one and one, and then we saw the bigger picture. Mm -hmm. And so that's when I got really angry at that time. I started um, antagonizing and provoking the guy on um, on social media just to, you know, obviously my flesh rose that time and I was just angry. And um, and so then um, after a while, he sends me two videos on WhatsApp, uh, two videos on WhatsApp, one of somebody walking around my car. And I was like, hmm, that's a bit strange. Uh, how did he manage to record somebody walking around my car? That's weird. Uh, and then the second video... Basically, um, it's uh, there's uh, police, they're marching, and then he's cursing in uh, this Kemetic language because he's, he's into ancient Egyptian mythology, Kemet and all that. So he's cursing in that language. And I was like, in a spell, it was causing a spell yeah. on WhatsApp. Looking back now, those two videos was one to, to uh, create fear. And so, that, okay, so once you're scared, then you will be submissive in a way. Mm. And uh, and this, this the second video was um he was uh, cursing in his Kemetic language, and then as soon as I heard that I was like 
this is not this is not normal. I didn't know he was gonna do that. I was very that that took me by surprise. And then he sent me a third ma- message to say, um, where are you? So at that moment in time, I knew instantly he was in my house. Mm-hmm. Was I was always in the spiritual room, so I, I could feel his energy in the house. And uh, so we at that moment in time, it was myself and Sarah. We were in the in the in our bedroom. Uh, the kids were in a sleepover one day. Yeah. Yeah. So the kids were not in the house, thank God. Yeah. So they did not see this part. But um, yeah. So myself and Sarah were in the house upstairs. But then um, I felt that his energy was in the house. I just knew he was in the house. I felt it. So um, yeah. So I grabbed grabbed the towel. And I just went downstairs, and I, as I as I went downstairs, I felt his presence right there in the living room. But he was not in the physical, but he was in the spiritual. Mm-hmm. Again, I didn't know nothing about astral projection, so I didn't know how the heck did he get in here. But I can't see him, mm-hmm. so I started panicking. And uh, yeah. yeah, before you go further, <laughs> um, the reason why we could feel those presence in the house so strongly is because, again, we were stuck in the spiritual realm still. Mm-hmm. So because we were so there, we could feel everything around, anything that was happening, like anything, we could feel it because we were still st- stuck in the spiritual yeah. realm. Yeah. Did you ever feel anything like, good or was it always negative? It was, it was, it was always demonic. demonic. Yeah, it was demonic. Yeah. So, um, so at the moment in time, when I went downstairs to the living room, um, I felt his presence. I, I managed to locate him where he was spiritually, if that makes sense. I just I just managed to locate him. So I started swinging punches and I felt the impact of, you know, it was just done. I felt the impact of me hitting him, but he wasn't there in the physical. And I just felt the impact. And But then I, I don't know how many times I punched him, but it was adrenaline pumping and all that and panic. And then all of a sudden, I just felt this massive pressure on my on my mind. That something was trying to capture my soul or, mm. or, and enter my soul mm. and my mind. And thank God, you know, going to Sunday, going to church all those Sundays, I knew instantly it was a spiritual thing at that moment in time. I know that you can't fight this, you know, with fist fights. It's not like that. But again, I didn't know about spiritual warfare. I didn't believe in Jesus. And I didn't know how to handle this. So all I could think of was... um. At that moment in time, I told Sarah managed to come down around that time, and um, she started. Uh, she remembered how her how her mom used to do spiritual warfare, and so so she was so she was, she had a little speaker with her, and she was trying to plug in the speaker to get the atmosphere going. Do you know what? <laughs> like we were so confused that we were trying everything. Here is me because. At that time, also, we got into um, burning incense because we be well, in new age, not we believe, in new age, they, um, you know, teach you to burn incense because it, 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 it um, get rid of, like, spirits and stuff. So here's me bringing the incense down, and then I'm bringing the speaker with, like, gospel songs, up, like, down. My mind was so messed up. Like, we were literally mixing everything, and then he ended up, like praying some Islam prayers as well. Oh, shy to other moms to pray. Oh, shy.
real uh, physical fight with a guy. I felt the pressure on my mind. So that, that's when I knew this is something spiritual now. Mm. But because I remembered from church and I heard him do some spiritual warfare one time. So I was like, no, this is something spiritual now. Yeah. And then also, obviously when I heard him cursing, but then at that moment in time, I did not believe in Jesus Christ. So I couldn't call out to Jesus Christ. I didn't even know who Jesus Christ was because I was so far gone into the new age mm. that there's no point calling in something that you don't believe in. So all I could think of was at that, around that time, I kind of respected Islam in a way because the guys I was hanging out with, they were Muslims. Sense, yeah. And so, and over the years, I learned a few Islamic prayers here and there. So I kind of had a bit of respect for Islam. And so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to stop praying in Islamic prayers. And hopefully this is going to help me. So I started chanting and saying a few Islamic prayers, but nothing was happening. And it was it. And um, around that time, they were entering my mind and, and, and they were coming. I could just feel the pressure coming, coming. And I literally, I had probably a few minutes before they captured my soul. Yeah. Thinking about it, and then and then I, and then around that time, I, I, I just thought Sarah must have come down. She plugged in the speaker, and then I started telling Sarah, "Sarah, stop praying, stop praying, stop praying." And thank God, she stopped praying the Christian prayer. Sarah and, wasn't um, having it; she went on it. <laughs> you know, like, so funny, you know, you go through all of those stuff, and, and you try everything, and and like I was saying, I was I brought the incense down, and and you know, like. You try everything, and the only thing you need to call on is the name of oh, Jesus. Jesus. You call on the name of Jesus, mm. the name above all names. Yeah, and right? as, and as soon as um you done that, as soon as you start calling the name of Jesus, you could feel the the shift in the atmosphere. Yeah, everything starts changing. Yeah. All of a sudden, we start winning. All of a sudden, and the more you start on praying, the more the demons start losing their power. Powers, yeah, and my mind again um. They start releasing lights and, and yeah, and the, and the demons stop. Uh, yeah, they start uh, uh, loosening my mind. Yeah, and I could feel the pressure coming off my mind. And I was, and I was like, carry on praying, carry on praying. Yeah. She started carrying on praying and praying. And we put on gospel music, break every chain. Yeah. And she was saying, I bind that spirit, bind the spirit. I don't even know where this was coming from. Like, and, like, spirit, you know. and um, yeah, so then, uh, then it came to a point in which, thank God, I wish, I wish we could have seen the angels. Helping us in the spiritual world, that would be so amazing. And um, yes, yeah, so they got to a before point. You, before you go any further, like the word says that if you have a faith as small as a mustard seed, right, you can tell this mountain to be moved and cast that in a sea, and it shall be. And this is exactly what's happened. My faith was not a hundred percent because obviously we had gone so far away from God. But by just mentioning the name of Jesus and and believing that, okay, by me saying this. Something must happen mm. and God came through and, and it's almost like, you know, it, he was just waiting for that moment. Okay, guys, come on, going on. Yes. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Do what you need to do. Okay. Burn your incense. All right. Okay. Right. Call on the name of Jesus. And yeah. that's, that's when, you know, we, we, we felt that release. Uh, yeah. And um, yeah. as soon as we called on the name of Jesus and then the angels came and helped us and we, and, um, yeah, we started winning, and then we won, and then they stopped. But they're still in the house. They did not leave automatically. They stayed in the house for another half an hour, and I felt their presence. And he was not alone. He had other demons with him looking back now, yeah. or maybe other people which actually projected with him. The I, I don't know. Was so heavy. It was heavy in the living room. I could feel the energies right there, and I told him not never to come back again. Here, you can't rob me and all this and that. I wasn't even 100% then. Then um, I marched him outside. 
Then I opened the, the front door and I told him to leave and never come back. Yeah. And I probably, I think they left around 12, 1 o'clock probably. I, I could literally feel them leaving. The only reason why this happened is because we took authority. And we took authority in the name of Jesus. If we had taken authority under any other names, nothing would have happened. But because God said that he gave us the authority to trample on the serpent and scorpion, he gave us that authority. Mm. Jesus said that with his name, like by his name, God will give us what we need. So by us putting the two together, we were obviously um, practicing a principle, that a biblical principle that we didn't even know that that's what we were doing. Mm. Then we saw results. However, it didn't end there. Yeah. Uh, even when, we, when I was, when I was uh, praying in those Islamic prayers, I was asking Allah, Allah didn't come and help me. Yeah. Because only Jesus, there's no other name above the name of Jesus, you know, and I, and I prayed and, you know, and that's why you know that Jesus Christ is the living God, is the truth. Then, yeah. And, but then again, that time I was so far gone, that's when you started believing starting, starting I think that's when you start believing that Jesus Christ is the truth yeah at the moment in time me personally it took me a bit longer than that because I was um I was uh, I was still stuck in the astral realm and at that moment in time I wasn't sound-minded I was uh, this insanity spell already took over me completely mm-hmm. so I didn't really understand what just happened or what was going on it was like basically I had the demons were fighting the holy spirit within me it was a constant battle yeah and so I didn't actually understand what was happening, which took me a bit longer to the next part of our testimony. When I was um, I was detained and taken to the mental institute, that's that's when I more things happened. Yeah. So what happened when you were in a mental institution? Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Um, so yeah. So um, after that, what happened? Um, there was a few days. Things were still happening around the house. Still the heaviness of them. At that time, Sarah was. Um, I think you're already believing in Jesus Christ. Yeah, I was I was believing my faith was coming back again, mm-hmm. but in a stronger way, not anything that I've ever experienced. It wasn't like okay, the Sunday church go going and all of that. It, it was like a, it, it became a personal thing. It became like he he became my personal savior. It's almost like God, okay, I, I saw you, you came through. Mm-hmm. And so my faith was building, my faith was right, like rising. Mm-hmm. And and I wanted to know more about him. I wanted to know more about you know about what what he's doing in our lives and and how he actually saved us at this time at this particular moment mm-hmm. where you know Gavin's soul was nearly going to get captured but unfortunately because he was getting worse and and I didn't understand the power of interceding as a wife I, I didn't understand how far I could have taken it yes I called on the name of Jesus but I didn't know how I was supposed to be doing these spiritual battles how I was supposed to pray I, I just didn't know and also mm. I needed to also ask for forgiveness I needed to do a lot of work mm. so during okay. that time unfortunately Gavin had to go away because he was getting he was getting a bit much and, yeah. and those demons were like taking over and everything yeah so do you want to add something? oh no because around that time yeah so after all that happened um yeah so I was I was not sound minded at all so again the demons came it caused a conflict in the, in, in the home and a lot of things happened around the neighborhood. Yeah. The neighbors from the police. And this time the police were coming to our house nearly every single day. They were there all the time, all the time. Mm-hmm. And so this time around, they're like, okay, that's it. This guy, he's he's insane. We're taking him to the mental institute and that's it. When they took me away, that's when Sarah had to start practicing her faith. Yeah. And had to, I had to reach out to a couple of people just for help and... And I, and mom came through, bless her, 
and then she was a listening ear and then she was giving me like tips and, and things I needed to do um, and, and she, um, you know, recommended me to a, 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 a um, deliverance minister who took me through some steps that I needed to take. Mm. And so I then, for the first time, <laughs> opened my Bible after well, a long time, opened mm. my Bible, starting to read Psalm 91 and, and 35 and 27. Um, yeah, the I was, kids reading as well. I was getting the kids to read it because at that time, the house was so dark and so heavy with with evil spirits that that were in the home Mm. I needed to take control back of the atmosphere Mm. and so the first thing that I needed to do the Holy Spirit was really guiding me looking back now he was guiding me into this time of deliverance Mm. and he was like okay you you need to do this you need to do that and and I was getting the kids to read and I contacted a, a, a pastor a pastor that we you know visited the church a few times going to the church actually before everything and then that's when I started to get back, yeah. get back into um, the faith. But yeah, um, yeah, that's right. But um, see, the devil is so crafty, he's so wicked. You know, he was just his agenda was just, was just to destroy this family completely. When they arrested myself, they took me to initially to a, a small local hospital, but they prevented my wife from contacting me. Yeah. The police did not update her where I was mm-hmm. or what's going on, and that is against the law. You can't just arrest somebody and take him, take that person wherever without updating the the the, the spouse. But that's how the devil works. He got people, agents in the police force. You can't trust nobody. Got got doctors. They're all into these things, you Basically, know. Basically, anybody that has an open, an open door, an open door in their life can be used. Yeah, can so, be used for the devil's work. Yeah, so around that time, when initially they took me to a small um, local hospital, and uh, they didn't give me a a an induction or anything like that. They didn't actually assess me properly. They just told me, "Oh, we're gonna section him." That's it. They section him. That's how it's called in the UK. Section him under the mental health mental health section. I don't know even know the name of the section. It's just a law, basically. The police have the right to arrest you and take you to a mental institute. So initially, I was meant to stay in this uh, local um, hospital, but then again, the devil had bigger plans. He had um, his agents already in a bigger mental institute, and there were sorcerers there in the other mental institute. So I don't know why they took me from this local hospital to this bigger hospital, but in the middle of the night, they they brought a van around. They put me in there. I thought they were going to kill me, but thank God they did not kill me. Just took me to this big mental institute around one o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Who does that? I don't really know. I don't know why they couldn't wait till the morning, but uh, like when it's to like eight, nine o'clock, a reasonable time. But in the middle of the night, they took me there. And when I got there, um, one of the healthcare workers was like, "Get some toast." And I'm like, "Who gives you toast at this time in the morning? I'm I might be crazy or whatever, but I'm not." You know, I still got a little bit of sanity myself. That's not right. But then around that time, I knew there was a lot of supernatural stuff going on. And I started remembering, remembering all the stories, you know, growing up. My mom used to tell us, don't eat, don't eat in people's houses. People can, uh, can poison your food spiritually and all that. So the toast they gave me, I went to my room and I, um, I put it under the shower. And it was like substance in the, in the bread. Uh, why is this? What, why, what witchcraft is this going on here? So then at that moment in time, I knew, you know, these guys were not genuine. These guys were sorcerers at that moment in time. Mm-hmm. And as I walked, so I tried to escape, uh, but all the doors were locked. So 
Hassan's walking around, walking around in the mental institute. Everybody was sleeping, all the patients. It was only myself and his five healthcare workers, aka sorcerers, on duty. But they're all wide awake. And um, so, uh, so, be- so after they gave me the toast, they asked me a few basic questions like, How old are you? Have you got a wife? Have you got children? I'm like, Surely you should know all these questions because you guys are the ones that, you know, when you, if you're admitted to a hospital, they give you a, a file with all your information. They didn't know nothing about myself. I'm even thinking if they actually even genuinely work there or somebody mm-hmm. sneaked them in there. I don't really know. But um, so as, as I was there, I, I said, yeah, I've got a wife, I've got children, and my age and my dress. And then um, so I was walking, and then, and then after the toast incident, I knew there's some wish for going on here. I, I, I just had a strong feeling they're going to try that on me now. Because um, I know my that guy nearly uh, managed to capture my soul. So I was thinking, this, these people want to try it again as well. And so I tried to escape. I couldn't. And as I was um, walking up and down the halls, looking for a an, an unlocked door to escape, I saw a glory cloud. You know, Initially, I thought it was a demon because it was smoky. And it just went into me because I walked into to, uh, uh, towards it. So he went inside me, and I was like, I thought it was a demon. I was like, because by that time, I'd already seen a real demon, you know, and I've seen so much supernatural stuff. So I didn't, I didn't, I didn't even know it was called a glory cloud. I just saw smoke. Like, I was like, that's, that's random. Smoke just randomly. But then um, what happened? They saw me trying to escape. So they all surrounded myself. And then they, then they, um, they just, they, they manhandled me and grabbed me and put me in this padded room, basically. And when they put me in a padded room, I was like, what's going on now? And I can't really escape. And now in this padded room, there was like windows, like five windows. So they can see me and I can see them. And I'm in there. And I'm like, okay, now what are they going to try to do to me now? Thank God, at that moment in time, that's when I found Jesus Christ again. What came, the Holy Spirit just dropped in my spirit, even though I was possessed by so many demons. You know, all you can do now is, I didn't even know how to do spiritual warfare or even pray properly. All I could do was just start singing small little hymns, which I learned when I was small. And I was like, okay, I'm going to start singing. No, that's all I'm going to be doing. <laughs> and, and all night long, that's all I've done. And all they were doing outside, they were there casting spells, chanting, wandering up and down, and it was not working. I felt so strong in the moment in time. And now looking back now, that glory cloud, those are angels showing me they're going to be there with me. And I was there and I was just singing, singing and singing. And they were chanting. They were like making hand gestures and stuff like that. But it's not, it was not working. And slowly but surely, they all gave up. First, there was five, then four, then three, then two. And then there was a the last one. And as I was in there, I saw another miracle. Uh, these windows have like small uh, little shutters. And they start closing by themselves. And I was like, that's strange. How can that who's closing these shutters? Because I can't do it. I don't have no magical powers. But now looking back again, that was a miracle on its own. And they start closing, closing, closing. But then there was one which was a bit stubborn. And so it was myself versus the main sorcerer guy there. When I was there, I actually remember that the, the story of Moses when the Israelites were fighting and um was that Aaron had to hold his hands up. And when his hands were getting tired, the Israelites were losing. But then when his hands were um when he used to lift up his hands, um, the Israelites mm-hmm. were winning. So that, that story came to me in that moment in time. Because when I was getting tired of singing, that, that, that one shutter was not going down. Mm-hmm. 
and then the the, the main sorcerer he would uh, he was like he was winning in a way, but then all of a sudden I just get some energy again. I start seeing again, seeing again, seeing again, and then it start closing. But thank God, um, that went on until early in the morning, and then the the day staff came, and then these guys I never saw them again until the second last day before they released me. And even when they released me, there was another another testimony. Normally, when you go to this mental institute, I mean, roughly the the average time is six months to stay there. By the time you come out, you know you're no longer the same person. They went in there, so much witchcraft and sorcery going on in there, and medication, and they just and the and, and the medication that it just fogs your mind. You just you're no longer there, and there's a lot of witchcraft going on there, and everybody that all the patients that were in there, they all seem like they're under a spell or something. And they do a lot of wickedness in there. But I managed, I don't know how I managed to convince the psychiatrists and the doctors and the nurses that I was okay, even though I wasn't okay. But I managed to convince them and I spoke to them and they just released me in two weeks. And I was like, wow. And I was like, okay. But then when I came out, Sarah told me we had the church praying for me and everybody was praying for me and Sarah was interceding for me. And, um, and I was like, oh gosh, you know. It was all the glory of the Lord and um, it was all God in control. And that's where I found Jesus Christ again. And then and then from all those experiences, I was fully convinced Jesus Christ is real. There's power in the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. His blood is powerful. And uh, but unfortunately, I was an addict still. And as soon as I was released, I went back to smoking again because I was so convinced that uh, cannabis was medicinal. And I just forgot what Jesus Christ done for me at that moment in time. So I went back and started smoking again. I just, I, you know, the devil's been fighting me since I was young. So, you know, I've always, my spirit always wanted to worship the Lord and follow him. But unfortunately, the devil's always been there trying to stop this. And so by the time I came home, Sarah was like, that's it. I'm not having this no more. You know, she gave me an ultimatum, you know, that now we are, she's serving the Lord and the children are serving the Lord. <laughs> And that is God's house. And I best surrender to the Lord, uh, Lord Jesus Christ fully, or else these attacks will not stop. The devil will keep coming and coming, you know. And um, and at first I was like, all right, I suppose I can come to Jesus Christ, but I'm actually going to carry on believing a few things of this new age stuff, you know, because I'm so convinced it's the truth. Uh, yeah, I'll just come now. And then she said, no, you can't. You have to a, a surrender fully to Jesus Christ and come as you are. And he's going to work within you and he's going to help you and uh, he's going to protect you and he's going to provide you. Or you just do what you want to do and you're going to be devoured. That's just our ease. And so, um, yeah. And so around that time, I was like, I had, I was at, at a crossroad and I was like, you know what? I have to, you know, I can't live my life like this. You know, I can't live my life uh, being a drug addict and I can't live my life um, just doing what I want to do. I need to fully surrender, but I just, I had so many addictions and I wasn't squeaky clean. Even now I'm not clean and God is still helping and molding us. But I just could not surrender. But the Lord is so good and um, he provided us with, our, uh, with uh, the church members that were doing, I had to go to many deliverance um, sessions, many deliverance sessions over the phone, uh, face-to-face. And um, after months, I, were, I came down to earth again. So all this time, I was still in, in the astral realm, in the in the spiritual realm. Even though I stopped smoking for a while, I was still stuck in there. Those demons did not want to let me go. 
So everything was from a spiritual perspective. I was still seeing myself from my higher self. So after a lot of different, different men, uh, delivery sessions, Sarah was fasting for me, people praying for me. It took a long time, but eventually they had to let go. Amen. And by January 2021, you guys were free. What would you say to everyone watching right now who are in New Age and who's in occultic practices and who are smoking marijuana? What's your message to them right now? My message to, to them uh, would be to understand that there is a creator and he is the only one that can give you peace. The new age practice is full peace. It, it, it will lead you into a dark place and you don't want to be there. You don't want to get, get caught up with the self-love and the self this and the self that and think that is all rosy. It really isn't. New age is one of the most dangerous practices, you know, spiritually is, is one of the most dangerous practices because what it does he catches you and it catches you in a loving way. Uh, the Bible says that, you know, even the devil disguised himself as an angel of light. Mm. And that's basically what new age is. But once he's got you, then he will show you how ugly he is mm. eventually. And, and, and the way that new age works, it's almost like it starts with, because it's witchcraft. New age is witchcraft. So it will start as white magic, then it will go down to black magic, and then down to blood magic, because it's the occult. That's what it does. There are levels. And, and, and the, the, the reason why New Age is so dangerous is because it's everywhere. It's not even, you know, secret. It's not a secret thing. It's not like, you know, um, those other secret society that people are talking about that you really don't know what's going on behind doors. That is literally at your doorsteps. It's introduced to the new generation. People are embracing it without even understanding how dark new age is. And the thing is with new age is that it will catch you in your most vulnerable time when, when, when you are in need, when you need peace. The only thing you need to do is to turn to Jesus Christ. He is the Prince of Peace. He is the way, the life and the truth. He is the one that will give you, you know, that, that security, get to know him, you know, just stay away from this new age practices, it's witchcraft. And also, um, you know, when, when you are, um, you know, into, into witchcraft, it makes it even harder for, for God to, to come to you because that is a massive open door. Mm -hmm. Repent from these things, confess it, repent, renounce it, you know, and ask God to forgive you Forgive those that hurt you so that he can forgive you. So that's one important thing. You must forgive. That's 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 the that, that's the open door to full deliverance. And pray, pray to God, read the Bible. Like you don't need new age practices. It's everything is in the Bible. We just need to follow the laws of God, his principles. We need to obey his voice, you know, and and and, and be righteous before him. It's not all about this self-righteousness and 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 self-love and that is that is you know from the pit of hell mm -hmm. that is to lead you to a road of destruction the word says that the you know the the, the road is narrower so when you follow god it, it will be narrow but it will be worth it you know that you're not going to end up somewhere where you're going to get burned to hell you know mm -hmm. so my advice is guys like honestly 
just stay away from UH practices is demonic. Stay away from weed smoking is demonic. It, 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 it brings you into the spiritual realm illegally. The only legal and biblical way to find yourself being more um, spiritually, um, you know, spiritually, um, I don't know what, what the word I'm looking for. A awake, <laughs> if I want to get in tune, is through prayer and fasting. You know, that is that is the way that God allows it because, you know, it is in the Bible. And, and unfortunately, even people in the occult, they fast too, yeah. right? Because they are tapping into a spiritual principle that they can because they can fast. They learn the Bible. They learn the laws, the, the universal laws. That's where they get it from. So you as a believer, if you don't know Jesus Christ, give your life to him and, you know, read the Bible and, 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 and learn his teachings. You don't need all that stuff. You don't need any of that incense burning and yoga practices. Like that's a waste of time to start with. You waste a lot of time, a lot of money to just find yourself, you know, being demonically influenced. Yeah. Jesus Christ is the way, the truth and the life. You know, you cannot go to the father without going to him first. Get to know him. He is gentle. He is ready to receive you and he's ready to make you part of his heavenly kingdom. Amen. Well said. Well said. Jesus is the only way. If anyone wanted to reach you, Gavin and Sarah, how can they reach you? What's the best way for them to reach out to you? Um, you can reach us on um, well, we uh, on YouTube. Um, it's is a uh, uh, true freedom in Christ. <laughs> yes, true freedom in Christ uh, can be found on YouTube. Uh, we also have a website. Um, which is www.treefreedominchrist.org um, and also on Facebook, Tree Freedom in Christ on Facebook. We have an email address as well, which is truefreedominchrist at gmail.com. So um, emails can be sent there too. Amen. And I'll put everything in the description below. So if anyone wants to see that, please look below. Could you end this out in prayer and could you pray for those who feels stuck, who feels stuck mm. in, in their practices, who feels stuck even in their mind, thinking, I don't know which way to go. Could you pray for them, for God to yeah. just, just give them revelation knowledge and to help yes. free them? And there are people who've been through what you've been through, what you two have been through. So could you pray mm -hmm. for those who've been there too, or who are there, and that the yeah. Lord will do the same for them like they did for you? Amen. Yes. Thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father. We give you thanks. We approach you through the name of Jesus. We oh, just want to give you thanks for those people that are listening to this um, video right now, oh Lord. Father, your word declares, Lord, in Psalm 91 11, that you have given your angels charge over us. And if we ever dash our foot against a stone, Lord, that they will gather us in their arms. Lord, we pray right now for those people who are finding themselves in situations where they don't even see a way out, where they have got themselves so into things and turned away from you, Lord. Or, you know, like you, you said, Lord, in your word, that you are against idol worship, you know, anything that we may um, go into that, that does not exalt your name. Father, we just want to ask you, Lord, to forgive them, Lord. And we repent on their behalf, oh Lord, and we pray, Lord, that 
as your word said, that the, the angels will gather them in their arms. Father, we pray that your angels be with them right now, O oh Lord. We pray that you minister to them and that your Holy Spirit visits them right now to convict their hearts, O oh Lord. Draw them closer to you, O oh Lord. As your word said, that they must draw closer to you. We must draw closer to you so you can draw closer to us, O oh Lord. We pray, Lord, that you find mercy, O oh Lord, that, that you give them grace, Father, because they are your children, your word says, Lord, that you don't want nobody to perish, Father. So we pray right now, Lord, that that you 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 come to the rescue, that you rescue your children, oh Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. We just want to give you thanks, Lord, because we know how it is, Father, but we understand that people don't have the right knowledge and understanding. And your word declares that it's through knowledge shall the just be delivered. Father, we pray right now that this video touch people, oh Lord, and that they are able to receive some type of knowledge, understanding and wisdom of how serious the spiritual realm is, oh Lord. We pray, Father, right now for anybody that is currently feeling trapped in their mind, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus and the authority that you have given unto us, oh Lord, we unbind those people right now in the name of Jesus. Father, your word says that anything we bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and anything we lose on earth, oh Lord, will be loosed in heaven. We bind every spirit of addiction, every spirit of witchcraft in the name of Jesus, and we lose the peace of the Lord upon your children right now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Father, we just want to thank you. We just want to praise you, O oh Lord, because we know that this is a divine time, a divine appointment time, O oh Lord, for the people that are listening to this video to be set free from captivity of the enemy. We command right now that every unclean spirit to lose these people right now in Jesus' mighty name. Lose their minds, lose their bodies, lose their soul right now in the mighty name of Jesus. And we decree and we declare freedom into the atmosphere. Father, your word says, O oh Lord, that where your spirit is, that there is freedom. We call upon your spirit right now, Lord, and we call and we, we decree and de we declare freedom into the atmosphere right now in Jesus' mighty name. We declare freedom into their homes, freedom into their minds, freedom into their bodies, freedom, Lord, right now in the name of Jesus. Unloose them right now from the, from the captivity of the enemy. In Jesus' mighty name, we praise you, Lord. We thank you and we ask you these things. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Gavin and Sarah, Sarah and Gavin, Sarah and Gavin, thank you so much for sharing your life-changing testimony. And I know, I know so many people are going to be blessed by what you just shared with us. And thank you for having us and giving us this opportunity as well to testify. Really appreciate that as well. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much for being a listener of The Deep Believer Show. We love our listeners, we pray for our listeners, and we love to hear from our listeners. So if you have anything you'd like to say, if you have any testimonies, or if you have any questions, leave us a voice message. We'd love to hear from you. Again, we would love to hear from you. Thank you so much for being a listener of The Deep Believer Show.